thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. this hello is it me you're looking for oh a long lost friend we've we've come back together Finally. it's like the notebook yes it is only better as critics have been saying my wife uh night, my wife was on and off watching the notebook while she was cooking dinner mm-hmm. and um and you were alert, just at in the, the living room they... watching the notebook <laughs> <laughs> they, at the, spoiler alert, they, they crawl up in bed and die together. <laughs> and she says to me, she goes, I really hope that's how we go out. Dead. I think we all die. Yes. To be fair. Yes. I think he he probably smothered her in, in her sleep and he took all her, her memory loss mm-hmm. medicine. Yes. Yeah. Like Romeo and Juliet, only right. different. <laughs> yes, only <laughs> only way different. <laughs> yeah, only older and a little sadder. Uh, but anyways, well, yes. Hello, everybody. Hello, We're hello. Yes, uh, the Broomview Podcast is back in the building. Little spring break action. Yes, yeah. It's been a little bit, but we're mm-hmm. we're here. We're queer. We're ready to party. That's right. 
<sighs> well, um, so this sounds like it's the Bruin View podcast, so you must be Brad. I am, and as always, you are Jim. I'm Andrew. <laughs> and I'm Andrew. Sorry. Sad day. Mm-hmm. I'm no Jim, but I'm coming to terms with that. <laughs> <laughs> You're dealing with it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I don't care. Uh, and we are drinking beers, talking movies. It's been a little bit. Um, I think this is maybe the longest hiatus we've had. It's just, uh, I don't know, not important. We're back. So, well, uh, we'll talk about it, yeah. Yes, but, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into yeah. some of the whys, some of the, the deets. Yeah, but, and, you know, uh, we never claim to be a weekly podcast. No. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, We're not a role model. And hopefully you missed us. Yes. Um, and based on the emails, boy, did you. Mm-hmm. You just missed the whole email thing completely. <laughs> you you missed emailing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, happy to be back. And, well, let's first, let's kick it off. Before, oh, before we even do that, before mm-hmm. we begin, we need to talk about Devin. Yes. <laughs> just, uh, if if this was a video we'd be flashing there'd be a lot of red a lot yes. of heavy-handed subtext mm-hmm. and an arrow flying through a gymnasium yeah yeah spoiler alert mm. bike locks <laughs> poor john c Riley. yeah the guy from Step Brothers raising a crazy kid who would have thought mm-hmm. <laughs> how long <Yeah>. he... <laughs> how, how could we see that turning out poorly yeah Anyways, let's talk about Devin. Yeah, we should. We um, need to talk about Devin, as you said. Yeah, we need to say congratulations, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, had his big nuptials this week, and mm-hmm. oh, and well, another listener of the podcast. Uh, we had two nuptials with. That's right. Actually, three if we really want, but I don't know if they ever listen to this podcast. Bad friends. Just people. People get married everywhere, but uh, yeah. one that's been on the podcast, Devin. Yes. Got married this weekend. Uh, congratulations um hopefully all the, the the homemade brews he i know he said specifically he had like five different home brews mm-hmm. on tap for his wedding which is cool i saw some wedding pictures nice he was uh bedazzled in a nice stetson Ooh, nice yeah <laughs> uh, i like what he's doing there he's going with the you know the pnw there you uh, go. look and uh yeah congratulations buddy uh and hopefully we're getting we're getting up to that yearly uh, him coming back on time of the year. So maybe we can get him back on after his, his yeah. honeymoon and, and uh, talk all about it. There you go. But, uh, I love it. Yeah, congratulations, Master Zed, aka not Mister Z. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So super awesome. Also, uh, friend of. Friend of the sauce lounge, we'll say. Uh, Chlads yeah. tied the knot with the lesser Andy. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I'll be seeing her in a couple of days whenever uh, you're, uh, you're, you're uh, Maddie uh, Patty, my, yes. my other half. Yes, your other half comes and visits yes. the uh, South Central PA. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. for, some, for some shooting and some pool and some drinking. Yeah, some slaying nerds at Yards. <laughs> and country shit <laughs> and uh and also uh to rob yes 
congrats to Rob and Jess. Uh, they yes, met yeah. on the uh, the SauceLounge.com's uh, message boards, and uh, you know had had one of the uh, the hosts of the show marry them. So there yeah, you go. Absolutely, we'll get into that I think in a little mm-hmm. bit. But first, now that we got the nuptials out of the way, yes, quick and easy. Let's talk about the beers we're drinking, and we can talk about the beers we've been been around. drinking. Yeah. Yeah, because it's you know you take a couple weeks off, you're bound to have a few brews. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've had a lot. Yes, yes. All right, what are you uh, what are you having tonight specifically? Brewview specific. Um, yeah. Uh, well, thank you to Ryan. Uh, he had a uh, had some stuff up in his fridge tonight because I was scrambling. Because not that I didn't know that this podcast was going on tonight. I was like, oh, I only have the same old stuff that I always drink. But I ran up there and I knew he had some beer in there and I knew. It was what I liked, and it's called a New Belgium. It's New Belgium is the uh, the brewery, and it's called mm-hmm. Voodoo Ranger. It's an Imperial IPA, and um, it's one of those you know uh, high high alcohol or high uh, ABV um, beers that has a. Um, it's not it's not like a double IPA. The Imperial tends to have more of a um, uh, a malty texture to it or malty malty taste to it mm-hmm. uh, which makes it uh and actually had today uh before i left work one of the guys siding guys was like hey i got some beer in the, in the back of my truck have one he pulled out uh dogfish head 90 minute yeah which great beer. is very close to what i'm, I'm drinking tonight nice um the, the that same malt style you know because the 90 minute is there's not a lot of hops to be had in that like uh Hop forward taste, right? Yeah, it's mostly uh, it mostly gets you in the ABV department. Yes, and uh, but uh, the uh, Voodoo Ranger is a is a yummy little beer, and I've had some stuff from New Belgian, and uh, I think is that the one that that has the fat tire? Yeah. IP? Yes, they have the fat tire. Uh, this one is a nine percent ABV and a seventy IBU. Um, it, it's a, I mean, in, in my own words, it's a rare blend of choice hops created that creates an explosion of fresh cut pine and citrus flavors for a complex, rich flavor and delicious flavor. Mm. I'm just lying. That's what I'd they buy that for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Those are my own words. Uh, but I would say the hops aren't quite there as much as they say in the citrus flavor. It's it's more of a malt in there. Um, but uh, it's still it's still really good. It's smooth. It 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 uh it goes down easy. Um, it does dry your mouth out a little bit mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that. Um, you know some of those IPAs, uh, they don't. They're a little bit more um, refreshing. This is more of a two or three beer uh, beer, uh, where I'd say some of the more hoppy ones can be a three or four or five type beer, as far as how many you can drink in a sitting. So, uh, yeah, pretty good beer. And nice. Yeah. I like it. I've had, um, I think it, Voodoo Ranger is a new, like, offshoot of theirs, kind of the way 312 is an offshoot of Goose Island. Yes. Um, so I've had one or two Voodoo Rangers, and I enjoy them. I like them. Yeah. So nice. Excellent. 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 Yes. And my picture was a blast from the past. I was looking uh, your picture's picture. great. 
and yeah, honestly that's me and my huge huge days yes you you look like you are um an immovable force uh but other than that looking strictly at the face and uh you know all compliments to you it really looks like the only difference is you grew a beard <laughs> well yeah and my hairline i had a pretty good hairline back then Nice. Even though I still kept, I still have the same haircut that I had since I was nineteen. So. Nice salad. Yeah. Go ahead. I I used to be big and strong. Mm. Like, now you're then. just strong. But now, not strong. Still big. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I, I tried. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, great picture though. I love it. Um, and you can see it on Untapped if you follow Bruinview Pod. And uh, me. This week, um, I'm drinking a beer that I do kind of, I don't want to say I have to wax about, but I'm having a Bloom IPA from Parrish. Parrish is a Louisiana brewery, um, Broussard, Louisiana to be exact. They, uh, they make a good beer. But um, in this, still a good beer, still a good beer. I'm drinking Bloom. It's mm-hmm. an IPA of the American varietal. Uh, and so as a fan of the local scene, I am a fan of Parrish. And Parrish has been, these this past year, while I've been here, a big provider of the uh, hazy IPAs. Yes. So I gave this beer a three out of five. Um, you know, still above two point five, still better than middle of the road. Good mm-hmm. beer. Um, but th- this beer feels like a derivative. So they they have a beer called Opus Vert, which is a hazy IPA, which is a little better than this. And then they have a beer called Ghost in the Machine, which yes. is. Um, I I think one of the gold standards of like hazy doubles. You've had that before. I have. I think I yeah. reviewed it on here before. Great beer, fantastic beer. Um and that is what is leading me to be maybe a little rough on this beer. Um I still think I'm I still think I'm being pretty you know, I'm still giving it a positive review, still enjoying it. Um but this is kind of less than some of the other stuff they've been doing in the same styles. So while I'm enjoying it, I do have to say uh, they've offered two beers that have been really similar and also better. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I just got to call it how I see it. Call it how I taste it. Um, so while it is a good beer, Parrish themselves have made two very similar style better beers before so i gave it a three is it is it just because it's lacking in um like flavor is this kind of bland uh yeah no it definitely um it has a really clean finish to it uh it doesn't it doesn't have a hoppy flavor to it really at all and as a ipa that's one of the you know defining characteristics of it um it's hazy in color it um does have a nice floral um aroma to it which is where the bloom um name comes from for sure but uh so while it is good 
it just, man, it, it's just, it gets kind of frustrating when someone that you really, excuse me, um, I feel like I can rely on them to make good beers. And they're not disappointing me here, but they're just kind of doing the same thing, but less than. Instead of putting okay. this out, just put out another batch of Ghost. I, I definitely get you because yeah. I have that a lot with uh, the uh, Trogues Brewery. Yeah. You know, they, they come out with like a, fir- they, um, I reviewed it before on this podcast, like a first cut, the first cut of hops. And, they, yes. they, and it doesn't have that big, bold flavor of the perpetual um, mm-hmm. or they'll come out, you know, like different things. They, they do try different things. and Not that they're bad. It's just um, they have a, it's just less than, like you said, it's just, it doesn't have the, uh, the standards in which I'm accustomed to. Yeah. And maybe it's, it, maybe it's just cause I have a dumb palate because I like big, bold flavors and I can't yeah. taste the refined, you know, qualities of a, you know, a, a fresh cut hop or something like that. And that's quite possible. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm the end all be all as far as judging a beer, but I know what I like. Yes. And as a consumer, that's pretty much paramount. Yeah. So, I'll say that. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm being hard on them because I love them. I like yeah. that. So, yeah. Um, my my picture this week, I uh, got a very yeah. wonderful groomsman gift. Yeah, I see that. A uh, nice handcrafted six pack uh, carrier with a built-in uh, bottle opener and my name. Mm-hmm. And Andre. also, and also a sweet uh, custom koozie from uh, Jessica and Rob's Nuptials in Las Vegas, Nevada. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Now that's a cool. That's a cool groomsman gift. Absolutely. Um, it was a little tricky figuring out how I was going to get it home, mm-hmm. but it, you had it a hard time keystroking it. I definitely, uh, you know, Smuggle. little elbow grease, baby <laughs> oil, and know-how. <laughs> And, and I got uh, it in there. <laughs> yes. A little bit of uh, grit, I yes. call it. Yes. Um, <laughs> a stick to itiveness. It did actually have six beers in it at one point. And uh, I knew I wasn't getting those out of the, uh, out of the state. So slam those. Mm-hmm. That's, what, uh, yeah. that's what OT's brawl is for. Yes, exactly. Um, like so yeah, uh, if you're interested in seeing that picture, why don't you head on over of to OT's Untapped. bra? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that that might be a different site. Teaser. Uh, yes. Just um, uh, but if you'd like to see that uh, nice little carrier, mm-hmm. uh, go over to Untapped and check it out on our uh, on our feed. We are Brewing View Pod, and I'm sure most of you are listening are already following. But if yes. you aren't. Come on over, check us out. Never know and, when uh, someone new comes on board. That's right. Um, and I got to be honest, my personal, my personal untapped game is mm-hmm. lacking. Lacking. I'm like sitting right at like 995 beers. Oh. And how, I just how could you I not have, even drink a thousand beers? I know. I have no idea where I'm at. Um, but, uh, yeah, which kind of leads into my next thing that, um, happened while we, whilst we were away. Um, uh, last year I went to that home brewers fest. I think you remember. I, Uh, yes. um, Harrisburg beer week happened again. And I went to the home brewers first fest again. 
Um, nice. We had uh, it was nice, nice little time. Um, it's weird. You go in there, and it's probably forty to forty-five different home brewers in there, and they range from anywhere from like one guy with a sixtal mm-hmm. to a group of guys that are like way into it, you know, and mm-hmm. are on the cusp of maybe even opening up their own brewery. So it, there's a lot of range and a lot of uh, a lot of different uh, beers in there. And 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 what's weird with this home brewers fest because like you go in, you get a ticket, and you know you're taking you're going, you're taking your girlfriend or significant other, or you know if you're a beer lover and you're taking someone that isn't a beer lover or doesn't have a quite the palate, you know. And I'm being a little elitist right now, but like you run into stuff. And I think about yeah. talked about this last year, but like this year, I, two of the ones that stuck out to me the most, there was a Skittles beer mm-hmm. and there was a, a strawberry milkshake beer, which interesting tasted a lot like the things that they were talking about. Right. They were, they were, and they did taste a lot like it, but that's not my thing. Right. Right. Um, you know, I did have a couple good, um, like, uh, pepper, peppered IPAs, you know, or, or, and stouts where they put in like some, not ghost peppers, but like some hot, like, uh, peppers into the, to the brew to spice up the finish, you know, mm. as you're, as you're drinking. So you get that little tingle in the back of your tongue. Um, and I had some really, probably the best thing I, I had one or two really good IPAs, but what home brewers do the best is probably stout, right? Because I I don't think you can mess up a stout that much. And if you throw a couple, you know, throw a little bit of, you know, um, you know, you throw a little bit of marshmallow in, or you, you just a little bit of flavor in, you can make a stout really good. Or if you stay really heavy coffee oriented, um, basically, if you had a if you went up to a, a stand, it usually had an IPA. They usually had a stout. And those are the two things. And um, overall, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. I always enjoy that stuff. I always question and see how my wife enjoys it. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, she really does like the, like the coffee stouts, mm-hmm. which is it was fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was a good time. Uh, if you if you have a chance to go to one of those things and you are a beer connoisseur, it's a, it's a, it's a good, usually a good group of people. And everyone's there for the same reason. It does, never really gets out of hand, you know. Um, you get a little bit of snobbery. And mm. you, it's there's a potential for that, but uh, for the most part, it's pretty cool. I did run into a guy who had a. Uh, actually, I send I'll send you the picture of him. Um, he was tatted up big time. <laughs> um, he he had a like. His whole, he had a shaved head, but like all everywhere that there would or could be hair, it was tatted. Um, and like at one point there was a uh, there was a, a rattlesnake like right at his temple, kind of like uh, yeah, it was just a little. That's a lot. I, it's a lot. Like I'm <laughs> down with a sleeve. Like I've always wanted to get a nice, just a nice sleeve, just mm-hmm. one arm. Yeah. Just enough, you know, for people to be like, huh, that guy might be interesting. <laughs> you know. Hey, what's your deal? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when it when it comes to uh, <laughs> when it comes to the uh, face tattoos, 
even a neck tattoo, I'm cool with. But mm. Mm. get close to your eyes, your mouth, you're flirting with danger. Yes, as as uh, Molly Hatchet said, you're flirting with disaster. Mm-hmm. There you go. Get a Molly Hatchet tattoo on your skull. <laughs> then you're really flirting. Yeah, um, man, there's beer festivals are always a lot of fun. Um, but whenever you get home brewers involved, because they are they're the people who like beer and <laughs> like experimenting and they're going to come up with some fucking nonsense. Like definitely a lot of stouts. But I remember um, one of the beer festivals. I w- actually I'm wearing the shirt from it. Uh, Craftathon, one of the Craftathon beer festivals I went to in Fort Walton Beach. Uh, there was a guy, he made a golden strong ale, which was like a Belgian ale that tasted like a cider, but was also 12%. So you can imagine uh, a few of those. And I was feeling pretty, pretty good. <laughs> get back in touch with brad here and hello uh, hello i was just telling the listeners about uh golden strong ale that i had uh that tasted like cider but was insanely alcoholic and uh caused a couple two three problems as far as my mental capacity killed a couple brain cells um but you sent me the picture of this guy Gauge is always a bad sign for me. Um, tattoos, I'm fine with. Gauges are just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like. And they're like not small gauges. Yeah, they're... I feel like you get tattoos for yourself. I feel like gauges are for everyone else. Yeah. I mean, if, like, I don't think there's a coin in the U.S. currency that could cover that gauge. No, no. But, you know. <laughs> and he, he seemed very happy and very like he wasn't going to shiv anybody. Yes. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, it's a live picture and Brooke is just here like, yes, let's pretend that you're taking a picture of me. <laughs> she didn't even know I was taking a picture. Oh, she, okay. She was actually. <laughs> I, I, I thought she was in on it. Was like, yeah. But yeah, that guy seems fine. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, yeah. Tell me about this. Yeah. This. Uh, so it. What, uh, well, tell me what happened. So, I was in Vegas. It was crazy. Um, it actually was not crazy at all. It was a great Vegas trip. Um, I didn't feel like I was already dead on the flight home, which is the first time in the. I've been to Vegas quite a bit. Uh, first time in in that run. Uh, that I actually didn't feel like I've made terrible life decisions. And uh, I went down there because uh, my friends, Rob and Jess, um, Rob is a Las Vegas police officer, Jess, a Las Vegas uh, biology teacher, high school biology teacher. They got married. Um, Rob has been a friend of mine since high school. Jess, I've known since I was college aged since I didn't go to college. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I had the distinct honor of marrying them. Yeah, they just didn't get married. You. Yes, yes. I was their officiant. I was their minister. And uh, I had an absolute blast with it. They 
told me cool. they gave me almost no parameters. They're like, yeah, we just want it short and sweet. And uh, <laughs> um, official scoop, I, I've not told this to anyone else um, except for them. I was considering uh, a uh, Kanye West quote, <laughs> and uh, I didn't. And anyone who's been following the pop culture news cycle knows that that turned out okay for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fortuitous for you. Yes, for yes, sure. yes. And um, no, they asked they asked for a short and sweet ceremony, and uh, I think we're in and out seven minutes. Um, I That's was, pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, I was able to squeeze in a. Uh, they are both Mavs listeners, so I was able to squeeze in an Indeed reference. Did you say, Rob, will you take Jess as your white, black Kate Moss tonight? Yeah. Are you feeling stronger? <laughs> Rob, if we play secretary, are you the boss tonight? <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I asked them, I was like, you guys, uh, you guys ready to do a wedding? They're like, yeah, let's do this. I was like, all right, indeed. Uh, <laughs> and I got on with the ceremony. And about five of us got the joke. And yeah. everyone else was like, I don't know. I don't know what everyone else thought. I should ask OT because as a non-Mavs listener, I don't know what she thought of the indeed oh, reference. She listens, just not on her iPad her iPhone. You know, she listens through the wall. Yeah, yeah. She hears half of the... She does hear me yell, indeed. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and no way. Um, yeah, so I uh, got to join them in, in matrimony. And uh, I also got to ride on the party bus where I got to dry, try a great extra pale ale from Craft House which is a Nevada brewery. And uh, I don't know if I checked it in, but I don't know how to describe that beer, except it was an extra pale ale. And I took a sip of it and I was like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> that is an extra pale ale. Like, I don't know how else to describe it, but like, yes, that is what an extra pale ale tastes like. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh unfortunately i was i was not on my untapped game i had i had other uh preoccupations but they did have a specialty saison for the uh wedding for the um reception yes thank you reception uh i got to try that it was excellent it was like uh kind of a like weedy lemongrass flavor very refreshing perfect for the um Las Vegas heat, uh, really good. And I also got to try a, uh, jalapeno wheat beer. Um, this was after, this was Monday after we went to the courthouse to, uh, officially make sure that they were wed. I got mm -hmm. to try a nice jalapeno wheat beer and it was delicious. Um, so I, I had a lot of good beers that weekend. I don't think I untapped them as much as I should, but, um, just the experience of getting to marry my friends was a blast. Um, and having really good craft beers on top of that, you know, I, how do you quantify that? And uh, having uh, had a good time, had a lot of good stuff to drink, and 
pretty unique experience. So I'm glad I got all that under my belt. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, like in obviously that it's about them mm-hmm. on that day. Yes. Um, but like how how when you were doing it, like what did how did you feel? Like it was it a um, like kind of a, an experience that you're like, hey, this is something that not a lot of people get to do, or yeah. So that's more of beforehand. Like when they asked me, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you don't even have to ask me. Just tell me you're marrying us. Like I'll do anything for you guys, of course. Um, and like all the preparation and stuff like that, I've kind of talked about it on Mavs a little bit, like all the preparation and stuff like that was, you know, paperwork, um, you know, uh, filing to become a minister, stuff like that. Uh, you know, minor inconveniences at most happy to do it for my friends. Um, and during, like it was, it just felt like. I don't want to say an obligation, but it was just like, hey, this is something I have to do. And, you know, I saw it through until the end. And then once it was done, when people started like saying stuff to me, it was like, oh, man, like everyone laughed at this or like you guys, you know, like that was, the, you know, that ceremony was great. Uh, uh, you know, I think Matt was saying it was like that was the most laughs I, I think I've heard at a wedding. And it's like after the fact, it it all kind of starts seeping in. And it's like, oh, yeah, like that was cool. That was a lot of fun. That was a unique experience. And like every wedding I had been to, which is not a ton, but every wedding I had been to up to this was, you know, Catholic ceremony, priest, boring shit. I like to think I brought a little something different to the table. Oh, boy, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, it it was definitely a unique experience, and it's definitely something that I was like, after the fact, I'm like, oh, this is cool that I got to do this, and like, this is awesome. It's so much fun. Um, but everything leading up to it was just kind of like, I don't want to say like business as usual, but I think I was just kind of had the blinders on, like, I got to get A done, I got to get B done, I got to get C done, there's people depending on me, I got to make sure this is done, and then once it was over, I was like, Damn, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so. that's that. It is a neat thing. Yeah, I mean, congratulations. To Thank you. you. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good honor. I yes, hope, uh, that's what I told them. Like, I was like, you guys, they're like, thank you so much for doing this. I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like, it means the world to me that you would ask me to do this. Like, it's mm-hmm. yeah, I, you're, I'm not doing you a favor. You guys, like, it, yeah. it, it means a lot to me that you would ask me to do it. So. You should have said like whenever they were, you know, one last thing you have to do to make everything, you know, complete, mm-hmm. and then you have to rate and review us on iTunes. And yeah, <laughs> everything would be fine on Overcast. Mm-hmm. We're Overcast uh, now. Well, I was at the wedding uh, for slides, and I'm not gonna—I won't take up too much time. But uh, one thing I do do, and, and to quote one of our favorite characters from the movies, the next Machina, mm-hmm. I'm gonna—I'm gonna tear up this fucking dance floor, dude. Check it out. <laughs> nice. I've gotten to the point, like, I, I, there was a point in time where I wouldn't dance. I, like, dudes don't dance. I've gotten to the point now where if you're not dancing at a wedding, what are you doing there? Hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. I never went through the dudes don't dance phase. 
see Mavs. Um, <laughs> did quite a fair share of partying these first 30 years of my life. Um, I'm, I'm a dance fan. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm uh, you know, breaking oh, any I'm, new ground. But oh, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but I'm having fun out there. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Like they're they're, um, you know, it's a celebration. So let's party hard. Like no one's going to unless there's a threshold. I shouldn't say no one's going to. There's a threshold where if you go too far, people are going to be like that fucking guy. Remember him? Um, But for the most part, don't go to the ground. Yeah. Don't go full retard. No. And, you know, and you could do a little bit of calling out, you know, Mm -hmm. when everyone else is kind of like not quite ready to dance. You can go out there and cut it up. Yeah. Get people out there and get it. Get it hopping. Yes. Um, one thing I did want to talk about, um, getting off the nuptials for a second, is a, uh, a an app that I found. Um, I, like I recently it. went on a fishing trip. And this is beer related, and one of the guys I was with uh, gave me this app, and I just enrolled. Kind of as we were talking pre 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 banter pre show mm-hmm. banter, I enrolled in it. It's called Tra- Tavor T A V O U R, and from what I understand, it is a uh, an app that you can order very rare, very good beers from T A V O R. Yes. Okay. And basically, is you put in an order for a case or whatever you want and you can order rare and weird beers and they have like a beer of the day they have like they'll ask you if you want like notifications and stuff when like new beers like and rare beers come up and you can put in to have them shipped to you okay um, i like yeah it. And it's it's pretty cool if you're into that and you like you're um instead of sitting outside the brewery waiting for them to you know, do that thing or be on that list of where, you know, you have that a bunch of a group of people. This is, this is kind of doing that for you. Mm-hmm. Like right now I'm looking at uh, a beer that I think I'd really like. Uh, it's called Dank and Sticky yeah. from uh, Hop Concept, the Hop Concept in uh, San Marco, California. California? Did I say that right? Um, yeah, California. it's just, uh, Go ahead. California. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, you can, I, I think I'm going to try it and see how it works. And I'll maybe get back to you, but like just, uh, right before we record, I was like, oh yeah, that thing. And I looked it up and I, I'm going to try to, uh, indulge in it. So, yeah. I like it. It's, it's um, kind of like um, a crate box or something, you know, like something. Yes, yeah. It's like one of those boxes that every single fucking podcast other than us tries yeah. to pitch you. Um, but, yeah, everyone try Tavor. Use uh, promo code BNV. Yes, and see how that works. See, see how it goes for you. Um, yeah, I'm, that sounds really good. Um but I'm not a fan of those boxes. Yeah. At the risk is, of, I, of trending like into uh, our other podcasts. But like those things is like so annoying. It's like, oh, get snacks sent to your door with snack 
boner. I don't know. Chew on this snackboner.com. Right. Uh, and it's it, I, and I don't think this is that too. Right, it's right, like, right, right. It's it's more of a like um a catering to your tastes, you know, mm. and you're picking out, you're choosing your beers and you get as much it's not the beer of the month club where you get you know one good beer and five shitty beers sent to your your house. It's it's something that uh I think people that are have a hankering for some exotic stuff they could you know get on it so check out check out tabor or tavor or however you say it, or have our oh wait t-a-v-o-u-r i think so yeah okay tavor beer yes i love it um no that's nice that seems i don't know what it is um but there's just there's something about like beers that I can't get a hold of down here that are just like I bet that's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe it is yeah. just nonsense on on my end or just like you want what you can't have type of thing. Right. But just yeah, that sounds cool. Just being able to get beers to drink beer you've always wanted to try aside for daily alerts claim what you want pass on what you don't oh this sounds like something that i'd spend a lot of money on yeah and probably i don't know what the shipping thing i'm gonna try it i'm gonna try it next week and see what happens all right and i'll uh, report back and hopefully it's a cool little thing yeah it sounds cool like theoretically like on paper perfect awesome mm-hmm. um i'm sure the execution probably just as good uh, but like I said, <laughs> this this uh, homepage here says sign up for daily alerts, claim what you want, pass on what you don't. Sounds like uh, I don't pass on a lot of beers. <laughs> so. I was thinking more. It sounds like a, a Columbia uh, uh, a record company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like buy one full price CD and get twenty for ten cents. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, T-A-V-O-U-R. Check it out. Anyone who's listening who's used it, reach out to us. We're on uh, Twitter at BruinViewPod. And, of course, we've been talking about Untapped a lot. We're on Untapped at BruinViewPod as well. Oh, speaking of Twitter. Yes. um, I saw you sent out a tweet while you were playing Drunk Transylvania Transylvania the other night. Oh, yes. So, um, uh, again, at the risk of sounding like our other podcast, uh, OT for my birthday, she bought me a like mini Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my great pleasures in life is playing Castlevania for the original Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, I play it may- way more than an adult probably should or does. And I'm not very good at it either. That game's super fucking difficult. And uh, the other night, I was hanging out doing some dog sitting, and um, the gift that Molly gave me came preloaded with, like, 20 games. One of them was Super Castlevania. I was like, well, I'm just going to hang out, get slammed, and, uh, you know, kill, kill some, some vampires. And, uh, man, I love old Nintendo games. I yeah. love them so much. And uh, um, Castlevania, I, I was playing that, and I was drinking a, a beer called Moonshoes, which I think 
I'm going to review next week on here. So, so I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. But just a spoiler alert, it's decently high ABV. So I was, I was having a lot of fun with that. And uh, I've noticed I've been keeping really weird hours lately. Um, because Monday through Friday, I'm working at uh, the coffee shop. And then usually Friday through Monday... I'm working at the brewery, so I'm just kind of all over the place. And uh, whenever I get in my stream of consciousness mood, I like to hop on Twitter and let everyone know what I'm up to. So, yes, I was definitely playing uh, Castlevania for the Super Nintendo while drinking some really good beers. And also, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) also you sent out, uh, it looks like you sent out a tweet. At, at and around the same time on the Bruin View. Yes. About going yes, I think it was live video. I think it was the next day. So I had okay. this idea, um, and I was going to talk about this movie tonight. I was watching the Evil Dead remake. Right. Now, the original Evil Dead is one of my all-time favorite movies. And um, I was watching the remake and just having a beer, and I was enjoying it. I actually liked that movie a lot. Uh, I was enjoying it, but I was thinking how much more fun it would be because I was like making comments to the dog that I was dog sitting. Oh, you're talking to the dog. Yeah. I was like, do you believe you, Tammy, you buying this? (laughs) Just nonsense. Um, and I was thinking, I was curious and I was thinking this would be something that you and I could do because I know we've talked about doing kind of like riff tracks, mystery science theater style stuff. Right. I was wondering if there was anyone who would be interested. Um, at the time, I was thinking Instagram Live, but, you know, next morning me, future me, was like, oh, because you guys at Span the Void used to do a stream, not on Facebook, on a different website. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking, like, okay, like, we talk about movies all the time. We like to drink beer, obviously we have people who are listening to us. Is there an audience that will want to tune in on probably not a Friday night, but like if we did like movie night on Thursday or something, would anyone be interested? And this is much more articulate than it was on Twitter, obviously, maybe not obviously. Um, But is there an audience for people? And obviously Brad, you don't have to do this if you don't want to, but is there an audience if we got together or myself or you by yourself just sat down, watched a stream and movie, had a couple beers and just kind of commented on the whole thing. Um, and this was partly by that. And then also somewhat influenced by your recent, uh, span the void episode, uh, because you had a guy on who was really into horror movies Mm -hmm. and I love horror movies. I love the genre, but it's, so much more fun when there's people to share it with. Uh, it's it's just, especially the campy stuff, it's just not as fun by yourself. And, um, you know, when I was tweeting at like one in the morning, OT mm. was really not interested in watching a movie. So, right. you know. I, I mean, I'm the same way. It's usually I'm watching a movie by myself and it would be fun to... Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be fun to, we'd have to figure out the logistics and probably it's an off the air thing, but it's like a good thing to talk about it. Yeah. Let us know if you're interested because that yeah. would be a 
fun thing to do. Yes, obviously, Brad, you and I would do the the legwork on that as far as orchestrating it. But I'm just curious if there's an audience out there, if there's mm-hmm. people who would want to listen and obviously watch along. Like we'd find something that's streaming on Netflix. We wouldn't like rent a movie or watch something from a personal like DVD library or something like that. Or Blu-ray, sorry. 4K. Mm-hmm. All 4K all day. You know me. Mm. Just kidding. Never seen a movie in 4K. Um, but yeah, so I I did. It's kind of morphing of an idea that you've it, that we've had before. Um, but I was curious, and like I said, the Instagram live thing was just kind of a uh, stream of consciousness at the time, and then I was thinking about it later. And I was like, actually, it would be pretty easy to do this. Like, you know, we we got laptops, we got Netflix, we got who or uh, what's it called? Uh, Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we got Fredo Flicks. Uh, We can make this happen if we wanted to. So uh, reach out to us on Twitter. We're at Brew and View Pod. I'm definitely pretty interested in doing this, like even just trying it once. And if it sucks, it sucks. But like if we have people who are interested, I would love to give it a try. Uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yep, we'll uh, we'll follow up on it somehow. We'll yes. get some uh, order some beers through uh, Tabor or yeah. Tabor or Tabor. Yeah, we're and, gonna uh, streamline the shit out of this. That's right. Cool. Well, uh, I tell you what, if you want to start talking about your first movie, I'm gonna grab a beer, or unless you want to take a break. Um. Yeah. Take a quick break. Grab a beer and uh, break the seal. And. Uh, be right back. Talk some movies. Let's do it. All right. And how are you feeling? <laughs> oh, man, I'm feeling good. I don't know what I hit, but uh, I, I think I hit a hot key. And mm. uh, I almost messed up this whole recording. <laughs> That's okay. Luckily, I didn't because we got 48 minutes of gold prior to this. That's right. And prior to that, probably two and a half hours worth of yeah. us just talking. Yeah. Music. And then Weed. 10 minutes worth of intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So let's talk about some movies. Um, let's. Do you want to go first? Sure. Sure. Um, so I watched, uh, you assigned me a movie called The Florida Project. Yeah. Something I was really interested in because I, I wanted to, to watch. I started watching it, but I just didn't have the time. Okay. Uh, so it's from 2017. Um, it is written and directed by Sean Baker. Uh, Sean Baker, we've talked about before. Uh, he was the mind behind Tangerine, which um, I think movie. we both settled on. We both liked. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good movie. Um, so this is his um, full-length follow-up. He did a little short between this and between the Florida plot Project and Tangerine. Um, but this is a full-length follow-up. And uh, it stars Brooklyn Prince, Bria Vignate, V-I-N-A-I-T-E, and Willem Dafoe. Um, and it is set over one summer. The film follows precocious six-year-old Mooney as she courts mischief and adventure with her ragtag playmates and bonds with her rebellious but caring mother. All while... Living in the shadow of Walt Disney World. Um, that's a pretty generous description. 
I would describe this movie as shitty parents make shitty kids. Yeah, but, but this is like it, the way I, it felt like is like kind of not even white trash, but just like <sighs> just trash, um, trash. Yeah, just trash. So I was looking forward to this movie. I'm, I am glad that you assigned it to me, and I'm glad that I watched it. So there is something to be said for that. But uh, this, you know, um, Brooklyn Prince is a child actor. I'm just, I don't want to be cruel, but I have to be honest. I kind of hate child actors. Mm. Um, this girl's just a little shit. And I don't think she's doing a great job acting. And I feel I feel like a dick about it because, like, I don't want to make fun of a fucking kid. But at the same time, when we're talking about it in the context of the movie, she doesn't do a great job. So that's what I'm yeah. dealing with. That's what I'm trying to figure out and work around. Um but it really is like uh, it's about this single mom who is she's young and she's trying to be young also while raising a kid. Um, but she's doing a shitty job. And a lot of the things I heard about this were like, oh, Willem Dafoe at his best. Willem Dafoe this. Willem Dafoe that. His he did fine. Um, he was definitely the biggest name in this movie. But he wasn't really asked to do a lot and the little that he was asked to do, he did well, but you know, this was not a f the tour de force that I was sold. And, um, you know, sh uh, shitty parents, shitty kids back forth, back forth, you know, kids getting in trouble. Willem Dafoe trying to be the nice guy, but also be the, voice of authority and uh it just it all culminates in this horrible 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 conclusion that is just so poorly filmed and just poorly executed and so out of left field that is just i, I don't know you almost feel cheated out of a resolution that you didn't even want okay um this this well, one's not like, horrible. From, okay. From what I watch, from what I watched, it looked like it was more of a, and people make fun of me for saying, but it felt like a, more of a character study more than a like a plot driven film. Like it was more just of definitely, uh, definitely, and kind of like Tangerine was, where it, there was a a semi semi plot to it. Yeah. And maybe we should talk about that, or just kind of give it like because this. And even though I didn't watch it, like, because there's some of those movies you know exactly what they're going for, because he right. had, definitely had it. I think he probably, like, going in this movie, my opinion was he had a story to tell because he's like, in, in you know, we look at Disneyland, this great big place, and then we look just miles away and we see what really Americana is like. Yeah, what Orlando's true truly made of, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I, I actually agree with you in the, in the sense that it's a character study, but if you don't like or care about the characters or you flat out can't stand the characters, character yeah. study doesn't land. Um, and part of the reason that I'm being kind of tough on this movie, it's trending at a 7.6 on IMDb user ratings, and I just don't get it. I'm, I'll, I'll cop to that. I don't understand at all how anyone 
could see this movie as above average. And I think that, um, I won't speak for both of us, but I think that myself, I've pretty much established seven is this is a an average movie for me. This is a standard movie that I enjoyed. So the fact that anyone could even and seven point six is not that high, but it's still well, to it's, quote it's Princess really, Bride, actually, inconceivable. It's actually really high for IMDb because like a movie like uh, Dark Knight, mm-hmm. all right, is trending at a nine point Okay, so um, I mean that's one also like one point four higher. The Dark Knight almost has two million reviews. This yeah. has forty five, forty seven thousand. So, right. yeah, I don't know. So it I, it probably appeals to a more. It's more esoteric. It appeals to maybe an artsier, more indie driven crowd. But I just, I just did not enjoy this movie, and um, it's not without its merits. It's it looks really nice. Um, I think we talked about Tangerine previously. It was shot in an, on an iPhone 6. Um, this movie has like a really nice visual aspect to it. The saturation is really nice. The picture, like, um, it is kind of what you would expect from Florida. It's a lot of pinks and blues, and it looks nice. It films well. Um, but well, it's it sounds like, like, because it sounds like pretty much the same movie as Tangerine, only... You could sink your teeth into the lead character. Yeah, you don't care about these characters the way that you're invested in Tangerine. Right. Exactly. Um, I gave it a five. I honestly think it's bad, but not without... Um, I I would not recommend it to anyone. Um, that being said, I'm glad I watched it, especially... Um, I'm glad you assigned it to me. I know you didn't know about the movie yet. Um, so it's it's not it's not one of those situations where it's like you watch this movie that you really like and I'm just going to shit on it. No. Um, I'm curious what Sean Baker's going to do. I'm curious because I think Tangerine was that good. And I feel like this follow-up is just so flat. And um, even without the history of Tangerine, this is just not a good... If this was someone's first movie, I'd be like, eh... I don't know if you'd be doing movies. Um, you could do a lot worse, but I don't know. Maybe do something. Maybe maybe you need to be a key grip or a best boy. I don't know. Um, it's not utter trash, but it is just not. Like, I hate these fucking characters. And yeah. when when they don't, they don't have any redeeming quality at all, <clears throat> it's like it. It really, I would describe, if I were to subtitle the for, the Florida Projects, I would call it the Florida Projects, Shitty Parents Make Shitty Kids. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is uh, streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, and another thing, too, that maybe detracts from my viewing experience is I did, I really heard about, like, this is a tour de force for William Dafoe. He didn't have anything to do. He he just played the super at a. Um, and he played normal, right? He yeah. didn't play like crazy yeah. weird. Not person, at all. Like he normally no. does. No, he played just a regular blue collar guy. Yeah. He didn't have some big cathartic moment. He didn't have some. You know, he didn't have an arc of transformation. He had nothing. Like it was flat, and it's just like. Uh, yeah. are, are you just liking it for the sake of liking something? Are you just like, do you need to, 
like are we looking for this year's like moonlight or something where um we had uh shoot what is his um, name yeah um yeah his name weird I've, name uh i've actually um waited on him several times Mahershala ali oh have you really yeah yeah he was filming something in new orleans and uh <laughs> Uh, the first time that I um, served him, I uh, it was really awkward. I perceived it as really awkward. It was probably very normal for him, but mm-hmm. he he was like, "You're out of raw sugar, man," and I was like, "Okay." And then I did like a double take, and I'm like, I looked him like dead in the eye, and I'm like, "Are you? Oh, okay." And I was like, yeah, uh, let me get that raw sugar. Where it's like, holy <laughs> shit, wait a minute. Yeah. Is this that guy? And I'm not, I wasn't, I, I don't know why. I'm just not like a starstruck guy, but I did have to do a double take because I'm like, wait a minute. Are you who I think you are? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, yeah. So, and he's come in several times. He's, uh, he's a very nice guy. Um, but I'm, I'm like obnoxiously like I'm not going to tip the cap at you, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm obnoxiously like I'm going to treat you like a normal person because you're a person. Uh, and I just really like dig into that. So I was just like, hey, man, what can I get you? <laughs> it's just very regular. <laughs> treat him extra regular. Wow, that's crazy. But he is. He's a nice guy. And I, I don't know why. I just think that, uh, like, yeah, of course this guy, you know, he's done some really great things. But I don't want to be – like, I had a coworker who didn't know who he was. And she was, like, you know, she was, like, scouring the Internet and, and trying to figure out, like, who's filming something in New Orleans. I'm like, dude, he's just a person trying to get coffee. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I don't, don't think it would be like out of the realm of poss- like out of the realm of things. Just like, like, like as as you're finishing your transaction or transaction, just be like, yeah, I, uh, you were great, Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I think that's a, the uh, uh, see. I agree with you, but it, and on the other half of my brain is like, just want to be like the only thing I would really want to do. Is be like, have a good day, Mister Ali. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like just. Yeah, that that would be cool too. Yeah, just like acknowledge that, but I, I I don't know. I'm just not the. There's very few people. I don't think I lose my cool for any celebrity, except for Jennifer Lopez. And I. This is not, this is not that show. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I think like Jay-Z has a house in New Orleans and I think if he came in after he left, I wouldn't be able to contain myself. But in yeah, the moment, definitely I would have be, to get the passcode for the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, uh, Four forty four. Um, <laughs> I, I really think in the moment that I would just be so focused on treating him like a normal person. And I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It might, it, it, something's, I, I already know something's off up here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I get, I get where you're coming from. 
You don't want to be that guy. I'd be compelled to, yeah, treat him like like a normal person. And I don't know what, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I could say a hundred more times tonight. I don't know what it is, but I just, I just, I just, so let's yeah. move on. But yes. Um, well, good news is that Tangerine is streaming on Netflix. So mm-hmm. if you guys want to check that out. And yeah. I, we, we both highly recommend that. Strong recommend. Um, very innovative and uh, kind of like guerrilla style um, uh, filmmaking and and yeah. uh, <laughs> absurdist, not absurd, but like some absurd situations, but like uh, taking the lifestyles of people who you don't know. Yeah. Most likely you don't know and aren't really familiar with and kind of giving you an inside look to that. So it's, it's a, it's a neat little movie. So, yes. Uh, you assigned me a movie that mm-hmm. I asked you to yes. assign me, uh, based on my ignorance of a lot of movies I haven't seen. Uh, King comedy streaming on Amazon right now. Um, uh, from 1982, obviously, uh, written, by, written and directed by, or not, eh, not written by, uh, but directed by Martin Scorsese, uh, starring uh, Rob De Niro and Jerry Lewis, mm-hmm. and a surprising, a surprise. I, d- I had no idea. Uh, Sandra uh, Bernard as a uh, really good actor in this. This is only her second uh, credited role, um, and she was really good in it. Um, yeah. So basically, this is. I had. I really didn't know what this movie was about. I had no idea. I just knew it had um, uh, Robert De Niro as a stand-up. And um, so so I did some, a little bit of research and, and was looking at like the trivia and, and what happened. And, and like, this is right in it, like early eighties. So this is like huge cocaine era. Like Scorsese (laughs) is like notoriously had like problems. He like to the point where he, his health was failing um Mm -hmm. based on some of the drugs and stuff and this is like right in the midst of that and i guess this shoot was very hard on all the people involved um de niro being a method actor uh wouldn't leave character and and jerry lewis is notoriously hard to work with and like a, a lot of stuff going on and like big names with scorsese you know on the heels of raging bull and um you know, all, all the stuff, you know, uh, right. you know, what all that, you know, just a culmination of things. And in, in spite of all that, it's still a, a pretty good movie that holds up and actually has uh, where some older movies like are feel dated because they aren't really in touch with um, what's going on now. They're in and of a time. But this really and it kind of. Uh, dovetails into your the what you were talking about with you know talking with um, uh, Mr. Ali, um, mm-hmm. uh, starstruck, um, star fucking, star uh, idolization of maybe that's what uh, it is. I'm a nails fan. I don't want to yeah. be the subject of a song like Star Fuckers Inc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a great song. I love that song, Bowie. Even though um, he throws at the carnival he goes to, throws a uh, a, a ball at a plate with Billy Corgan's face on it, still love yeah. it. Yeah, I love Billy Corgan. I do. I mean, he seems like an absolute fuck, but man, he made some I, I, great I fucking music. I, I initially thought that, then I've heard some in- interviews. He's totally down to earth. Really, totally down to earth. Yes, 
very down to earth. Like he's into wrestling. He like he's into sports. He's just a normal dude. He just fair enough. For I'll have to I'll have to look into that because because yeah. all I hear about is because he is such a control freak with Smashing Pumpkins. They yeah. basically imploded the band, but you know so on and so forth. Uh, King the King of Comedy. Yes. Um, yeah. Back to that. So <laughs> this kind of like goes into like the examination of and like I I don't know if we're in that age now. I'm sure we kind of are. Um, maybe a little bit, but it seems like kind of a maybe a little bit distant of like stock like star stalking. Mm-hmm. You know, we've heard all of those things, but that seems like a kind of a something of the past. But I'm sure it still goes on. Um, I think it's gone like digital now. Yeah, probably. Like with with image leaking and shit like that. But this also has to do with like the obsession with fame. And we have that now with, you know, the, some of the social media stuff that goes on. You know, what mm-hmm. will you do to get on, you know, to get likes, to get hits, to do all this stuff. And this like examines all that and in a really good way in and in an absurd way at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I think De Niro in this role, it, it, it was... Because I'm so used to seeing him in, you know, Goodfellas, Godfather, yeah. in Casino, in um, uh, the movie Ronin. He's always serious. He's always has that grimace on it. In this movie, it's amazing that like he, <laughs> it, it's it's a, it's a weird thing to see. Like he's he always has a smile on his face and he's always very uh, accommodating, but very like um, uncomfortably um, assertive. In his affability, I guess mm-hmm. um, it, it's 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 a weird, and he really nails it, man. Uh, like this is one of my favorite roles of his uh, that he's ever done because it's so uh, off his typecast part, and and I'm glad he's like I seen this and and like yeah, you can watch Meet the Fockers or analyze this. That's yeah. not. That's not him acting. This is him acting. Yeah. This is him like getting into a role and like making it his own. And like you could tell, he made uh, Rupert Pump Pupkin his his. He lived that life yeah. for a while, and um, it's a fascinating look. It's streaming on Amazon right now, and uh, I highly recommend it just to see his performance. And like I I've seen very few Jerry Lewis. Um, films, and cause, just because I, I personally don't like the man, and <laughs> uh, I, I really don't want to watch like, like the stuff that you know, the Nutty Professor or any of that stuff. Like yeah. that's not what I want to watch. Uh, but in this role, he crushes it, and like he was reluctant to do it. Uh, they had they had approached a bunch of like Johnny Carson, all kinds of. Uh, he plays a talk show person like comedian talk show person and they approached all kinds of different people and they settled on him and he took it reluctantly and uh and his standoffishness actually like even though de niro was method acting Hmm. jerry lewis was actually the person that they were trying to uh uh he was the person that needed to be for this character, I guess. Yeah. So it's it's a fascinating watch. Uh, it holds up. It goes by really quick. It's 149 minutes. 
or an hour and 49 minutes, sorry, uh, 149 would be a little bit longer. Um, uh, it goes by like super fast and, uh, it's an interesting, it's, it's, it's a, it's, 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 it's a weird look to look through those lenses and to see how it kind of, you know, what is it? Um, almost 40 years later, 35 years later, um, how there's so much still the same, you know, you can see, um, you know, uh, today's, today's, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I can, I know a lot more. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I do believe that this is Scorsese. Like he praises, um, this as De Niro's best role in the movies that he's directed. Yes. Uh, which I think is, cr- it's crazy because this guy has basically gotten all of De Niro's best roles. Yeah. Um. So for him as a director to to make that call, uh, one I I value his opinion because I think that De Niro's never better than with when he's being directed by Scorsese. Um. But yeah, it's a hard hard pill to swallow as a diehard uh, Goodfellas fan. Not and, really. And, Not really. Well. Yeah. No, but, but no, it, it also is. this put a strain on their relationship for a while. They they didn't want to work together for a while, based on some of the stuff that, that was said. Yeah, I I think that was a lot um, of Scorsese. I mean, what yeah. Goodfellas would be eight years later? Um, did they eight, work together between nine, this and Goodfellas? I don't think so. Yeah. So. Yeah, because he wasn't in. The Color of Money. Uh, huh. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. But yeah, I know that, um, like not you said, it, Scorsese was... Like, it's just like, I guess the the way it was done and the, the stress that was put on him, it, it just was a hard film like to make. Yeah. Which, you know, in this day and age, it's hard to imagine that, like, he's... I guess the way films turn around so fast, like it's, it's, it's a, um, it, it doesn't seem like the actors and the directors don't get along as much as they used to not, you know, because like filming would take, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12 months just to do one movie. Right. Now it gets done in 35 days. So much is done in post too. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then, um it's a much more uh it's a much more transparent world in a lot of ways where if there is an issue like you have the um what is it the terminator salvation set where uh what's his name christian bale freaks out yeah you like that stuff winds up on the internet. So I think everyone's just kind of playing nice and moving as quickly as they can on to the next thing. And so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it, but it is also the shooting schedule is probably pretty, a lot more convenient and shorter. But, um, I do, I, to reiterate, I think it's crazy. Like Scorsese, who's gotten, Arguably, all of De Niro's best performances chooses this one as his favorite. So yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, was 
De Niro, was he in New York Stories? No. Or no, New York Stories is more. I'm sorry. He was in Once Upon a Time in America. Right, but yeah, so that it, was, it, uh, was, it was to Casino that it was that uh, eight years. Or I'm sorry, not Casino, but Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's there crazy. Was, uh, well, there was that time where Scorsese also had, you know, in the hospital and, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with his, his, uh, his, uh, uh, booger sugar. Yeah. Problem. Which is so weird. Cause you look at him today and you're like, that is, that's a fucking nerd right there. Yeah. <laughs> this is so mean, but, uh, yeah. Happens to the best of us. Lord knows. Um, yeah. but yeah. Uh, Hey, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to repeat myself anymore, but yes. Yep. So well, uh, what did you ultimately end up giving it? Uh, oh, crap. What did I give it? Um, King of Comedy, I gave it a seven. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I like, highly, highly recommend it. I mean, there's yeah. a couple shortcomings. Like, not It's not something I'm going to go back and watch again. Um, probably. Uh, it's just it's maybe maybe I will just for uh, De Niro's performance because it it did stick with me a little bit but um, you know it's not a good fellas it's not even Casino really um, not Gangs of New York or anything yeah. but uh, uh, it's it's something that uh, it can uh, it's 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 definitely it's better than yeah I mean it's it's a decent good movie with a great performance yeah so. yeah I think that's a great way to describe. Nice. Uh, so what else did you get into while we were away? So, um, I, I'll start with this, uh, not a movie, but I watched a comedy special, uh, from John Mulaney. He, uh, is a Chicago native. He used to write for Saturday night live and he recently put out a uh, new special called kid gorgeous at radio city. Um, Hour of stand-up, and um, <laughs> OT can attest to this. He started to get, I would say, at like minute forty-five, he started to get political, and I one hundred percent rolled my eyes because I feel like that is a layup today. Yeah. Nowadays, in the uh, Trump administration, it is just. It's not comedy as much as it is lazy, um, but he handled it really well. Uh, he did a good job, and um, as Tyler would say, it's high standing vegetables. Yes, high standing vegetables. <laughs> uh, great reference, and it is. It is one hundred percent the case there, and luckily he handles it pretty well. Um, he puts a unique spin on it. Uh, but I'm just a really big fan of this guy's stand-up, and um, he has three specials on Netflix right now, Kid Gorgeous being his most recent. Uh, he also has The Comeback Kid, which he filmed in Chicago, and then he has a um, his first big special called New in Town. Uh, like I said, his name is John Mulaney, if you are interested in stand-up comedy. But uh, from there... I, um, I think I tweeted about this as well because I was feeling lonely this weekend, so I reached out to the internet. Uh, I have been 
um, kind of like getting back into the cycle of like I'm into scary movies again, like genre mm-hmm. movies. I think part of it, honestly, was listening to your guys' episode with the uh, Punching Ghosts episode. Uh, I think it was called. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, Span the void, Punching Ghosts. Um, I've just kind of had this reinvigorated interest in the horror genre. And uh, I was looking to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, rewatch it. Um, one of my all-time favorite movies, not just genre movies. And uh, I was searching, and I think related search came up with um, the Evil Dead remake from 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched that, and that was... Um, believe that is what prompted me to suggest the uh, Instagram live stream. Um, But I watched that and I gotta say, I, yes, 2013, I enjoyed that movie a lot. Right. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like, negate anyone's opinion but i also feel like people who didn't like that movie maybe didn't get it in a way right because the evil dead his the original one is one of my all-time favorite movies i'm really not a huge fan of two and i don't like army of darkness so i know that i'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum as far as like evil dead fans like they love Two, they love army of darkness and the original one that could take or leave um but I do feel like this was really good uh, in the vein of those three movies where, like, it went over the top. It was campy. It was tongue-in-cheek in moments. Like, there was literally a scene where the main character's hand is crushed under a Jeep, and she hmm. needs to rip it from her body. And, like, yeah, that's great, like, gross-out horror. It's disgusting. But it's also pretty funny. Like if, you know, if you live your life a little skewed, um, (laughs) it's such a like funny piece of absurdity uh, that I really think that people who um, didn't like this movie, maybe it just wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't for them because I feel like that's so like shutting down, like it's, it shuts down someone's opinion. Like, oh, it just wasn't for you. Don't speak anymore. Shh. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I feel like they kind of missed it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so like, like there's literally a scene where it's raining blood. Mm. <laughs> like that's funny to me. Like it's tongue in cheek and it might also be my experience with the evil dad series. I'm bringing that into it. Like someone new might be like, what the hell is this? This is ridiculous because they have no, um, point of reference for it. Well, uh, so what's, I can understand uh, that. what's Samuel Jack or not Samuel Jack, uh, uh, Peter Jackson's first film, um, dead alive, dead alive. Right. That great kinda, movie. Right. So like, it seems like a horror movie, but then, I mean, that, maybe that's more absurdist at points. Um, no, I, I actually think the evil that is right on point with that, where it, it goes, it's not even so much over the top. It goes over the top and then it keeps going. And that's what I liked about the Evil Dead remake is, is yeah, the acting was pretty ham-fisted. But when it came down to it, 
they did a great job, um, you know, paying homage to to the original with like chainsaws and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just did such a good job of heightening it over the top. Uh, like I said, the 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 ripping your your own arm from its socket scene is just such a great example of like hey this this might be too far yeah let's just do it like that's how it feels to me and uh as as a huge fan of the original evil dead i give this movie um a a seven but like a high seven like toying with an eight like i really like this movie as a remake and this was my second time watching it so i did have some preconceived notions going into it so but i really like it cool yes um i've got two more and i don't know how many more you have but do you want to just kind of bounce back and forth yeah we'll go back and forth uh i guess i could do a yeah oh yeah we'll do that um one of the things i actually got away from my movie watching and kind of dug into the to the to the land of Westworld. Ooh. Yeah, I got I watched the whole first season and I am uh, on episode 2 of the most current season, season 2. Um I it's on HBO. If you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. Um <laughs> I mean, I, there's not it's it's really well done like the production value. I mean, each show is pretty much like a movie. I mean, it's not quite as produced as like Game of Thrones. Like each episode of Game of Thrones is literally a movie. Oh, it's millions. Of, yeah, it's a huge it's, investment. It's, it's craziness. Um, and I don't know how like HBO is like for a show that's uh, okay. I mean, in my it's, opinion, it's fine. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and exactly. It, it's fine. How are they spending this much money? I, and yeah, and like, how are they pulling in more people? And I guess that's the net, whole Netflix conundrum. Uh, but as far as Westworld girl goes. <clears throat> Like I'm in, like I'm I'm invested in it. Like it uh, is ten episode first season. Uh, the first two episodes were great. Last two episodes were great. The middle, you know, it meanders around and explores all kinds of you know topics and stuff. And there's an overarching theme, you know, what is consciousness, what is human, what is all this stuff, and you know, uh, it and, sounds kind of like uh, Ex Machina in a way, like uh, yeah, as far bit, as the the um, Questions for they the, tackle for the masses, an ex mocking it for the masses because it's like, okay, we've got this, and um, we're not gonna just, um, it's not gonna be more of a, um, it's not it, not so much a cerebral, but more of a, uh, a, a flesh and blood, or um, well, literally flesh and blood, Hell you know, yeah. like <clears throat> if you had a chance to go and do um, your will. You know, if you had a chance to go to a theme park like Disney World, like we've talked about, and actually, but for grown-ups, and you can fuck or kill anything you wanted to and get away with it, would you? Yes. And that's the theme they're playing with. And they're and they're like, okay, well, if these things that you fucked and killed had a conscience, would you still do it? And what what should they do? You know, or would they rise up? should they rise up against you and that's right. kind of the overarching theme of it and it's a it's it's um it's a clever theme but it 
they played out a little bit at some parts, but they keep it interesting. And there's a lot of boobs and balls and mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff. So, uh, not 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 too shabby. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, I'm you know ten episodes, which is probably probably fourteen hours worth of. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that and, you're pretty committed yeah. at this point. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, which is good. I've been riding my uh, uh, stationary bike. Trying oh, to get nice. in shape, and, and that Westworld is my uh, is where I ride through. I don't. Did you ever uh, watch the league? I have not. Okay. Uh, there's um, his uh, one of the main characters in the league. His his uh, he's married, and his rule with his wife is like you can watch porn, but you have to exercise while you do it. <laughs> uh, oh, so he can watch porn? <laughs> yeah, but only while okay. he's exercising. While it's on the bike, um, that's, very, that's very awkward. Yeah. So the um, just to kind of backtrack with the Evil Dead. So Fede Alvarez was the director of the Evil Dead, and he also directed a movie that you and I both liked a lot, Don't Breathe. So, yeah, take that's it pretty good. Take it how you will. Yep. But yeah, well, Westworld you're... is one of those that I'm going to find the time to watch it. Like if I have to buy it on Blu-ray. So be it. Like, you know, I I'm very interested in that. I love that concept. Um, I like a lot of the actors in it. Uh, the boobs don't interest me so much as a uh, Mr. Skin lifetime subscription member. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's definitely a show that I'm very interested in. So, yep. cool. I'm glad you've been enjoying it. Yeah, it's it's. It could, and, and they have some big time actors in it, which is mm-hmm. is nice. You know, I I do have trouble. So I know that you never, unfortunately, your uh, it's always sunny watching was cut short. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jimmy Simpson, one of the actors in there, oh, yeah. he plays such an incredible bit role in uh, It's Always Sunny that it's honestly hard to see him as anything else. So, gotcha. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> Um, so like I said, I've been, uh, jonesing for some horror movies. Yeah. Uh, I watched a movie on Netflix called the void from 2016 yeah. and, uh, it's, uh, written and directed by Jeremy Gillespie and Steven Kostansky, uh, who are known for the void. Hmm. <laughs> they were, um, so I think this is their first time doing like some directing, but they've worked in the film like industry. They were in the art department for Total Recall, Pacific Rim. So visually, they they can nail the style pretty well. Um, so the Void is about um, a hospital that's understaffed, and uh, so there's been some like strange, uh, violent occurrences around town and. Uh, People are hunkering down at the hospital as these hooded figures. They're in, like, all white from head to toe, and then they have this, like, black triangle over their, like, eye-face area. Very. Yeah, it looks like a, like a lazy Ku Klux Klan. Yes. Yeah, very, like, Illuminati-like and yeah. KKK-like, yes. Um, so, uh, it's, it's going for... I'll be honest, like, when I was watching this... The thing I realized about myself is I am looking for the next It Follows. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I'm just looking for something that's going to nail that kind of 80s aesthetic. Has that music down. Has that feel down. Um, which people have gotten very good at. And this movie is good at. But the thing that sets It Follows apart from other 80s love letters is I think It Follows is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Void is really okay. So, uh, streaming on Netflix, not a huge recommendation. Um, if you've exhausted all your other options, this is not a bad choice. But I, I rated it a six. Um, 20,000 people rated, uh, collectively rated it a 5.8. So, I'm kind of on par with the people there. And not a lot of people are seeing it. Um, so not a bad movie, not great. Um, but like I said, I've kind of been falling into that. Like I, in all honesty, what it is, I come home from the bar at night buzzed and I'm like, eh, you know what I'm in the mood for? And it honestly is like every time I've come home, I'm like, I really want to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much. And uh, And OT's like, okay. She's like, "Mm, that movie scares the shit out of me because only a crazy person would enjoy that. Uh, And uh, yeah, exactly. So I end up watching these other kind of like off-brand or off-the-wall horror movies, just kind of hoping a dream. And this is not bad, but not going to get my recommendation. Okay. Yeah. All but right. it is streaming on Netflix. If you've run out of other options, not a bad choice. I tell you, uh, I know you're going to go see um, uh, the newest Avengers here. Shortly. Yes, that is my plan. And But if you get a chance, and I'm not saying it's It Follows. I'm, I'm not saying that. But it is. I liked it as much as I liked Get Out. And I know Get Out is not It Follows because it's more social commentary. Well, and 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 uh, It Follows had more of an art auteur feel to it. Yeah, definitely. With with the they spent a lot more time with the sound, but uh, A Quiet Place mm-hmm. is definitely a worth a watch in the theater. I like, it's, yes, I still really want to see that one. I'm glad yeah. that you put your stamp on it because that's yeah. that's pretty high on my list i was thinking i was trying to think of movies because i was having this discussion with ot because we both have the day off tomorrow and or today when this airs right. and uh i was like yeah i really want to go to the movies um but i just can't like there's so much stuff i want to see right now and right. those those two are at the top of my list avengers obviously i'm pretty scared of spoilers because i listen to a lot of movie podcasts and stuff like that so i'm like uh I'm just gonna go see Avengers. So. Yeah. Um, as far as like a quiet place, what, when you're talking about sound, it mm-hmm. makes it's a huge part of it, and uh, like the soundtrack for it follows is a big part of it. But the lack of sound in a quiet place is so. I've heard that. Yeah, it's it's that's awesome. It's, that's cool. Like that's that's it's cool to see like something experimental pay off because like the absent. When do we, as like 
moviegoers talk about the absence of sound not very often so yeah, it's, it's cool it's that that's negative that space off. when they talk about art and stuff it's yeah. it's um you know it's it's playing with the the things that haven't been played with you know it's that it, you know when you're listening to a podcast or you're listening to a movie or a, a radio show and there's a, a second or a, two seconds of sound or a, two seconds of silence yeah you think you think something's wrong right it's like <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. like automatic you're like did uh, am i getting a call did did everything shut down is my battery dead but no it's they're playing with um that that feeling so it's yeah. it's, it's cool nice. um i watched a movie on fredo flicks okay. and it's out right now on uh, Blu-ray and all that stuff. It's not streaming anywhere else. Yes. Um, I do. But if you, I, oh. I need to hit pause on this real quick. Yeah. Sorry. Go do it. And it was a movie that I didn't expect to like. I watched it just because my son wanted to watch a movie, and we had a chance to watch a movie together. And I was like, "Hey, let's do it." But Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, nice. 2017. Um. This movie was way better than what it should have been. Like they had, it was they had no, they had no reason to be this good, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I I like The Rock, mm-hmm. you know. I don't like all his movies, we all do. but I, I like him a yeah. lot. I love Jack Black. Um, we all do. We yeah. all should. Um, Kevin Hart can come or go but like usually there's nothing offensive about him right mm-hmm. i and, like kevin uh, Hart a lot as well like you're you're talking about people who are like just unoffensive the rock is on another level is like right. he's he's america's sweetheart um but like jack black kevin hart you're talking about like unoffensive consistent comedic performers and kevin hart obviously is is bigger level than uh jack black right now um but they're they're just like yeah you can count on these guys to to bring the funny yes and and karen gillen who is uh what she was the what's doctor who's assistant uh hot redhead well yeah that's that's how i know her the there's a term for the doctors, um, the traveler, whatever it is. And then she was also uh, Thanos's other daughter. Yeah, she is. Uh, oh, shit. What is her name? Um, yeah. Well, you look that up. I'll uh, kind of go into it. But uh, yeah. like, like this movie, I probably could watch again because it was clever it was fun you know the the first jumanji movie like i've recently watched that again it's just like eh, it's okay it was i think cool. it gets like, a they were lot just of nostalgia points and it's not very good right, it's yeah, not I bad mean, but they were experimenting with the cgi and mm-hmm. stuff and like it it was definitely you could tell they were experiment experimenting with it um you know of course uh robin williams is great but uh, but this, I mean, it blew me away. It was like great. It felt like uh, it. It was fun to watch. It. Was, I. I don't know if it's going to hold up in twenty years, but like mm. for for now, right now, like you could do a lot worse for a kid friendly 
movie. Like if you got kids, you want to watch it, or even if you're lo- looking for something kind of light, lighthearted, like watch this. It's not bad. And and then we were talking pro- uh, before the podcast started. You know, you're worried about how you're aging, not so much as the, uh, you know, your body breaking down, but how <laughs> shaded you are. Yeah. You know, you go from yes to no to yes to hell no. Mm-hmm. And um, this, I think I, I may be swinging the other way. I'm like, yeah, to, okay, you know, instead of a no. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, this is on my list. I actually, um, I will... I'll be the first to cop. I, I was one of the people that was like, well, this is a fucking dumb idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, cranky, cranky old man status. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm invested in the sense that I'm, I'm committed to watching this. And especially since our friend and listener Fredo has made this available to us is like, man, of course I got I got to give it a shot. So. Yeah, and it crushed it at the box office too. I mean, it's like right at a billion dollars worldwide. That I mean is crazy to me. I mean, I yeah. know that that is true, um, but it just seems like so out of. I don't want to say left field, but like well, it's it, a pretty it surprise a of box fanfare. office. Yeah, pretty surprise box office. Yeah. So. So well, yeah, go watch Jumanji. I highly recommend it. Nice. Uh, Karen Gillan played Nebula. Nebula, that's right. Yes. Yeah, and she played the... Uh, it, it just was a clever way they incorporated some... Uh, I mean, yeah, it was just a clever way they did it. And it was smoke watch. I, I have a thing for redheads, as some people may know. So, there mm. you go. Um, <laughs> speaking of redheads... Uh, the last uh, extracurricular movie I watched this week was uh, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, um, from uh, 2008, directed by Guillermo del Toro. I'm such a sucker for Hellboy. I love the first one. Yeah. Love it. And I never saw the second one, and I always um, was kind of like, not not kicking myself for it, but it, it was one of those things. I did this weird thing where I was always like, when's the, like on Google or something, like when's the next Hellboy movie coming out? Because, you know, I don't use my free time wisely. And, uh, it, and meanwhile, I hadn't seen the sequel. I'm just curious when's three coming out. You know, yeah. why not? It's, well, and Hellboy is such a great character because it's not quite Deadpool where it's like mm-hmm. this, you know, Okay, we're just gonna totally flip everything on its lid, and we're just yeah, gonna be not... irreverent and stuff. But Hellboy did have that tongue-in-cheek type feel to it, and the first one had that. Uh, the first movie had that uh, feel to it as well, like yeah. where you're superhero, but kind of you know, like to smoke cigars and yeah. You know, he didn't go full these... anti-hero, but it was like oh, okay. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. Okay. Um I loved the first Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Um looking right now, I gave it an eight. Um it was one of those where it was I was uh living at home at the time and it was always on FX and I was like, Ooh, I like this and I always turned it off 
because I didn't want to see the end of it because I always no. catch it in the middle because it was always, you know, just on TV. I don't know, on FX. And uh, then I finally sat down one day and watched it from start to finish. And I was like, man, this movie's awesome. And uh, so when I saw Hellboy 2, which is streaming on Netflix, was streaming on Netflix, I was like, I got to watch this. So I did. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. Hell, hell, boy, I got to see this. And uh, it was good. It was good. Um, it definitely got bogged down in uh, Guillermo del Toro is great at either designing or picking out designs for monsters. Um, and I think it got a little bogged down in the showcase of presenting like, look at this monster. Look at this monster. Look at this monster. Look at the golden army. Like, you know, all of that mm. stuff. Um, so it was a little more style over substance. Uh, not to no. say not yeah. to say that Hellboy was like, you know, rich with substance. It's still a really, a really enjoyable movie for but me. But he, he takes a lot of time and effort to make it visually appealing. Yes. Yes. And um, for better or worse, for sure. Yeah. Yes, I mean you look at Pan, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, or you look Pan's at Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, I think is amazing. Crimson Peak. Yes, I did not enjoy that one. No, but like visually stunning, right? Right, but it was it was just so lacking as it it was not a complete film. Um, I under I understood. I'm, yes, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, just purely on the visual right. aesthetics of it. Yeah, right? we're definitely in agreement on that. Yes, yes. Visually, like he, he doesn't take shortcuts. He it means a lot to him, and I appreciate that. Um, so even though there was a lot of like the movie was kind of bogged down in creature design, I I found the best parts of this movie were just the dialogue-driven sequences between the characters that you had come to know and love in the original Hellboy, and um, I. Those just like really human moments between characters that were really not so human. Um, and I appreciate the hell out of that. And ultimately, I thought this movie was a lot of fun. I gave it a cl- seven. Uh, it's on IMDb at a clean seven, 7.0. Um, and I'm definitely like if you've seen Hellboy and you haven't seen Hellboy 2, I'm definitely recommending you head on over to Netflix and check out. Hellboy to the Golden Army. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I liked them both. I, I mean, yeah. the second one was a little bit lacking, can, like, with the first, because, mm-hmm. you know, the first one, you're, like, all origin, set up, all that stuff. Yes. And it's that is always more entertaining for some reason for me. Um, and then, uh, but the second one was good. I mean, in Selma Blair, she's always great, you know. She uh, is, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just she's fun, so, big, dumb fun. She is so perfect in that role. Is that yeah. like she is able to emote just enough where it's not like, oh, this is a flat performance. Um, but she has that kind of like emo, like girl by the window gazing off. Like she nails yeah. that. She's so just, good at that. Yeah. Um, you'll be happy to know that apparently there is a new Hellboy coming out next year. And Mia Jovovich is attached to the project. Mm-hmm. That's always, I always would like to, well, I'm not going to go there. Hell yeah, boy. I, 
attaching <laughs> to anything is a good thing. Yes. And Ian McShane. It's for me. No, Ian McShane's pretty great, too. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, well, the best team up was uh, Maynard James Keenan and Mila Jovovic. Joven, whatever, however you say her name. Uh, they teamed up for a Pussifer song. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so that's always good. Um, all right, so my last movie that I saw mm-hmm. for this last week, and it's a movie that I had no interest in seeing oh. at all. And like to this point, I don't know even why. Well, I know why I watched it, because my, my wife, she's like, well, my mother, my mother-in-law, her mother, was like, "Here, watch this. It's pretty good." And she had said, "We should probably go see this. It's it sounds pretty good." Um, from this year, uh, or from last year, uh, the Greatest Showman. Uh, okay. All right. So I went in. I it's a musical. It's a period musical. I'm like, ah. Yeah. So far, no good. Yes. Don't want this because I am like, other than singing in the rain, I love singing in the rain. Mm-hmm. But any other pick musical, a destiny, pick a destiny. No, <laughs> I, that movie was so bad. The album is great. Ah, I the love movie. that movie. <laughs> it's it is so bad though. I'll yeah. I'll concede that point, <laughs> but I love it. The album's great. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just hate musicals. I hate them. I hate them. Every time like they get to a, like a point where, and you can see it coming from like three seconds oh, away. Yeah. You're like, oh, he's gonna sing. He's he's gonna sing. No, 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 no. He's, yeah, he's singing. Um, so the greatest showman is a, a story. Uh, the story of P. T. Barnum, mm-hmm. who you know Barnum Bailey Circus, all that stuff. You know, um, this movie. I watched it probably seven in seven days ago. Mm-hmm. It's it can't get out of my head. It's I I can't get it out I've of my head. I've heard it's pretty good. I, the songs are great. Are great. <laughs> and I think I honestly think like I, I felt the passion that Hugh Jackman had that he so desperately like and, and not that he didn't love Don Wolverine because it gave him all that fame and glory and all that stuff but he wants to do this he he's he's a song and dance man and he loves it yeah i've, I've gotten to the point where i've been watching rehearsal tapes on <laughs> on youtube of hugh jackman in the cast doing their songs ah uh, i'm only laughing because it's you and i know how much you hate musicals that's right <laughs> and i hate it so much but i love this so much i think uh I, I don't know what it is. And I, I, I said um, on this week's Fan of Void, I'm like, I might be turning into Matt. I don't know. I don't, don't know where Please don't do that. Um, I, it, I, it, it is a very, like, I can, I could definitely sit there and pick it apart. Mm-hmm. But, like. Um, well, it's supposed to be really, like, P.T. or Barnum is supposed to be, like, a, a human piece of garbage. Um, but this movie is very. Pro PT, like like I would not take because yes, it, I mean he. I think he was the one that came up with it. It's a, there's a sucker born every minute, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of or, you know Ele- whatever. Elephants can't feel pain. <laughs> yes, 
like all the yes all the uh hurt and pain that's come to circus animals and circus freaks is based on this guy but hey look if they uh if they didn't want it they wouldn't dress that way that's right yeah elephants stay in africa if you don't want to get go back to africa elephant (laughs) (laughs) yeah perfect how how american but the 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 production value of the the um it, there it, there was a lot of care taken into this movie it like there was a lot of love and you can see it come through and you can tell Hugh Jackman like when you know a character or an actor is invested in a role mm-hmm. like when you know it is like you can tell like when someone's putting in like just putting in a performance I I'm trying to think of something. Uh, well, it, analyze this like as a like a movie where De Niro's like, eh, we'll just do this and we'll, you know, whatever. <laughs> this should but be like, fine. <laughs> I I know Hugh Jackman wanted this. Right? You can it comes through, and he's not a great singer, but like I, I have no idea why I love this so much. But I it I'm, it's in my it's that just I I find myself at work playing these songs over and over again, and um. Like I said, Michelle Williams in it. She's always great. Um, and there's those points in the movie where you're gonna, your skin's gonna crawl because as soon as like, you know, the light hits a certain way and they give oh, each yeah. other a certain look, you know, no. they're gonna go and up, up an octave and start to sing. <laughs> and like, ugh. but despite that, I still like this. And then like, and Brooke and I have been singing it back and forth to each other all, <laughs> all week long. So uh, if you can and uh, check out the greatest showman because so far it's i'm not the, well it's not the I, it's the best movie i've seen in quite a while like i love a quiet place i really do and i really liked ready player one and and some of the mm. movies i've seen recently Fuck, that's the other one i really want to see yeah anyways um but yeah it's uh uh, it's not streaming. You have to buy it on. Uh, we bought it on Blu-ray. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a guilty pleasure, I guess. It's one of those things that I shouldn't like, and despite myself, I still like it. There you go. Nice. All right. Um, so we got through all our recent reviews. Obviously, we've we've taken some time off, so we had some stuff to talk about, some stuff to work through, um, but. We'll be back next week, so I think it's maybe time to dole out some assignments. Yes. All right. So. Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to give out an assignment from uh, streaming on Amazon right now. Uh, one of Christopher Nolan's earlier films, mm-hmm. Insomnia. Yes. Uh, from 2002. It's uh, starring... Uh, uh, Robin Williams and uh, I was going to say Joe Pesci, but it's not. It's Al Pacino. Uh, and a weird little movie. It's it's in, it's it's fascinating. Yes. Um, it it it's one of those movies. It's it it, it makes the audience uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen it, it's it's worth a watch for me. I really like this movie. I agree. It's a good one. Um... And that's going to be a user recommendation for this week. Damn it. I was supposed to sign you a movie. That's okay. That is okay. Um, so 
excellent user recommendation, and that is streaming on Amazon Prime, right? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Uh, and I know myself, I have one called Cube from 1997, which falls right into all I've been talking about this evening. Um, and that is streaming on Netflix. If you're in the mood for some uh, horror movie action, that is the mm-hmm. one to go. Um, but I've got one for you for next week. Yeah. Uh, a movie called Anon. Uh, it's a Netflix original. It's starring Clive Owen and Amanda Seyfried. And I did not know it existed until this afternoon. I watched the trailer and I was like, this sounds interesting. This uh, after Anon. An- Anon. An- Anon. But- uh, this after Anon. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and yes. So I was like, you know, if only there was a way I could find out from a source, I have a pretty good gauge on what they like, uh, if I could find out if this movie was worth watching or not. And uh, luckily we're recording tonight. So here we go. And on is from this year and it's streaming on Netflix. Sweet. What you got for me? I got uh, streaming on Bradflix. Hmm. Um, or if you want to buy it, uh, Thor Ragnarok, one of my, one of my favorite movies last year. It's, it's really fun. And I know you're not a big Thor fan and, and they, they realized that there wasn't a whole lot of Thor fans out there and they're like, okay, let's do something. And, uh, I've watched it now three times, once in the theater and twice, once with my son and once on my own. And it is, I really enjoy it. It's like, if you're willing to like say, okay. Try to impress me and let me let me see what you do. I think they do a good job. So check out Thor Ragnarok. All right. I am going to do that. Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, I know it, it comes highly recommended from you. So I, I'm interested in seeing how it goes. And uh, in case, uh, you know, we've been gone for a while. You need some new movies to watch. Um, I know, Brad, you've got another one to recommend, and Mm -hmm. I do as well, so why don't you uh, start us off? Yeah, uh, a movie I talked about uh, back when we were still talking about movies on Span the Void Mm -hmm. and before we started this podcast, and I think I've brought it up once or twice on this podcast, but a movie I really like because I am, like, as much as I don't look like a runner, and but I aspire to be a runner, uh, there's a movie called The Barclay, The Barclay, it's Barclay, it's how it's pronounced, but it's 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 written Barkley, B R A, or B A R K L E Y marathons. Um, it's about uh, a crazy man that puts on these crazy marathons, and it's fascinating. And like the 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 um, uh, what do you call them? Not uh, narcissists, but um, sadists or, or sadomasochist people that choose to put themselves through this pain uh to do these marathons it's just crazy running through the west virginia mountains uh a fun watch it's streaming on amazon right now uh from 2014 it's fun fun watch uh if you like documentaries they 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 nail it um yeah so it's yeah it's a good movie nice yeah um i i need to check that out um, because that's been something you've been talking about for a while now, and I think that I would enjoy it. Uh, I've got one slash two. 
Uh, Kill Bill is streaming on Netflix, both volumes one and two uh, from 2003. Um, Mr. Quentin Tarantino delivering a uh, highly stylized um, duo. I don't know. But not trilogy. What highly yeah. stylized two movies? Yeah. Um, uh, part as, one, part two. Yes, it's serial. So you know, part one is there's you need part two to get the full resolution, and uh, it's worth checking out. And it's finally come to Netflix to stream. So yeah, I say go uh, for it. I was uh, uh, one of my greatest feats mm-hmm. was. To get my way, first of all, to go and watch the first Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. And then for have her to be like, oh, I can't wait to see the second one. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And like, she is not into that so much, but like, he's such a good filmmaker. And this is such a. I, I feel it's accessible, this, these, this franchise, at least. Much like, more definitely, I would say, than his other stuff, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because very strong, lean lady. Um, not that he doesn't do that with other. He does that with this, most of his movies, but yeah. But but this is like the the lead actress and like you know Uma Thurman, big name, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just just a a fascinating look into a demented mind. Like, how did he decide? Why did he decide to do this? And why did he all of a sudden go to anime in the middle of a movie? Yeah. I really hated that the first time I saw it, um, but I did. I also don't feel like I really had a grasp of what I was watching. Right now, I'm like, hey, <laughs> why hasn't anyone else had the balls to do that? But That's right. at the time, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so there you go. Um, but yeah, really good uh, pair of movies. Really good um, serial on Netflix. Uh, so next week. You and I, we're going to be talking about Anon in Thor Ragnarok. And if you want to wait, see what we have to say. Um, we do recommend Insomnia from 2002, from 2002 on Amazon Prime. Cube from 1997 on Netflix. The Barclay Marathons on Amazon Prime from 2014. And the Kill Bill franchise that started in 2003. On Netflix. So, there you go. Uh, you want to talk movies with us? We're on BruinVPod at gmail.com if you got a lot to say. If you only have a few things to say, say it to us on Twitter at BruinVPod. And, of course, as we mentioned previously, uh, BruinVPod on Untapped. Pretty much BruinVPod if you want to get in touch with us. That's right. So, yeah, we... Um yeah, we originally had the idea of having a list on this tonight, <laughs> but eh, as you can see, we're we're running a little late, so yeah, we comfortably th- cruised into two hours. Yes, and uh, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and we're gonna push our list off for next week. And we're gonna tease it. Yes, all right. Uh, we're doing top five religious characters, Ooh. and if you want to get in on the fun, how about you weigh in on Twitter? Yeah, and let us know what you think about uh, who's your favorite religious characters, and that might influence. I have my list already, but I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to uh, be stubborn and uh, very dogmatic about keeping oh. my list the way. I like what you did there. I have it now. 
Nice. But yeah, weigh in and let us know what you think. Uh, who's your favorite, most religious characters? Uh, and I guess it's going to kind of be a little bit dated because we're trying to do it with uh, in 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 a concert with Andrew's nuptials. <laughs> It'll be the first list we do since, so yes. we're good but, on that front. I mean, you're ordained, so mm-hmm. we're gonna, I am you, a minister. You're going to be ordained next week, so it's true. Any listeners who are getting married who aren't slads, thanks a lot. Uh, or Devin, yeah, Devin. <laughs> thanks for uh, flying me out to the PNW. Yeah, uh, just saying. I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, yeah, I'll still be ordained next week. Hmm. and uh we'll be back next week uh any final thoughts uh i don't have a whole lot other than um i'm uh, i could be well i don't have a lot of thoughts i mean as opposed to like the two hours that we've been talking and the the three hours i talk on uh the span of yeah i actually do have a lot of thoughts not that they matter but yeah they matter um, to me. And now I'm rambling. I hear a whirring sound. Blood flying all around. 